now proud partner of the Clydesdale Media. This is the Type 1 Lifting Podcast. Hey guys, before we start this episode, I wanted to talk to you about Type 1 Lifting. So Type 1 Lifting is a clothing line that proceeds of the shirts and tanks and everything else goes to the Children's Diabetes Foundation. So um, this all came about with me and seeing a five-year-old girl in the emergency department uh, that had new onset of diabetes. So uh, just take a look at the website. It's www.type1lifting.com. So just check it out. If you don't buy anything, that's perfectly fine. Uh, I would just like for you just to take a look and just see what we have. So like I said before, www.type1lifting.com. And guys, I hope you enjoy the show. Hey guys, we have a new sponsor for the Type 1 Lifting Podcast. The company's called Liberté Lifestyle. So Liberté is a French word meaning freedom. And the company was founded on the desire to have freedom to choose what we want to do with our lives. I actually had the owner, um, Nicole, on my podcast on episode 28. So if you want to go back and listen to her, um, she talks about how she started the company and what she wants to do in the future with the company, which is pretty cool. So uh, they actually have knee sleeves, wrist wraps, shirts, shorts. Uh, Love the knee sleeves. I have the ice cream knee sleeves and I love them so much. They haven't the neoprene's still good. Uh, the seams haven't split compared to other uh, knee sleeves that I have had in the past, uh, and I'm planning to keep these for a very, very long time. So uh, Nicole actually gave me a promo code for you guys too. So it's all capital letters, T-Y-P-E, and the number one. So it's type one. So go to LibertéLifestyle.com, uh, check out what they have in the store, use the promo code type one, and save some coin. Now let's go to the episode. All right, guys, welcome to a new episode of the Type 1 Lifting Podcast. I actually have a person that's part of the Clydesdale Media team. She's also a physical therapist and a CrossFit athlete. Taylor Sherrod, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Not bad. Thank you for doing this, by the way. I, I really do appreciate you taking the time to you know sit down and chat with me. So um, I was reading up a little bit, and we actually have something in common. Oh, yeah. So we have actually run up Blue Hills. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So I, a little backstory, I used to live in Sharon, which is like two towns over okay. from where Blue Hills is. And so I would go up that like hiking, mountain biking, and we would definitely go up that little hill that you guys did when you were work training and comp train. I would say it's not a little hill. But true. True. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we can say a little mountain because it's really not a mountain, but it's not a little hill. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. Like they, they try to make it into like a ski resort kind of deal, like a ski, ski, yeah. ski hill. And it's just like, Literally, you're down to like two seconds, but they don't realize like the summertime, like you try to run up that thing and it just takes forever. Yeah, no, it's like St. Louis has an area kind of like that too. And I joked after I did that, I was like, oh, we should go out. To, it's called Hidden Valley. I was like, we should go out to Hidden Valley sometime. Um, but I don't think anyone fit on that offer. So <laughs> so you did, you went up Blue Hills like three times, correct? Yeah, uh, okay. three or four times. I don't know. It was a lot. Yeah. It was honestly one of those first... Um, that was a cool, so it was 2019 and mm-hmm. I qualified for the CrossFit games and um, I followed comp train at the time and they were having a comp train camp for everyone that made the games. And so um, the girls for comp train were like Katrin, Amanda Barnhart, uh, Brooke Wells, and like myself. And I was like, oh, like <laughs> no big deal. I'm just here with these like awesome games athletes. Um, and it was one of those things where 
I got my ass handed to me the entire weekend. Or mm-hmm. I mean, it was like a week. And I just, the whole time I was just like getting beat down. Um, but that was one of those things where I wasn't good at the short sprints, but I actually beat a lot of the girl. I beat uh, two of the three other girls on running all the way up. And I was like, oh, this is actually one thing that I felt very accomplished in doing. So <laughs> nice. pretty cool. Yeah, that's awesome. But um, I kind of want to get into a, like your earlier part of life. So I, I was doing some research on you. So you went to high school and you were a pole vaulter and a cheerleader. I swam and then I yeah, swam too, so yeah. swimming was my main sport. Um, and really growing up, I did everything. Like my mom was great. She let me, I played basketball and volleyball and soccer. And I quickly realized ball sports are really not my uh, forte. Um, and I was, but I'm very like, I'm athletic. I'm just not uh, coordinated. I don't know mm-hmm. if that's like the best way to put it, but um, so I was swimming and in summer swimming and the coach was like a year round coach. And he's like, she really needs to swim year round. And um, my mom was like, she plays way too many sports to swim year round. Um, and so, but after I started like riding the bench and basketball and stuff, I was like, this isn't fun anymore. So um, I, was like, I'll try swimming. I like, you know, started doing that a couple days a week. And that was maybe like seventh grade. Mm-hmm. Um, and I still, I love to tumble. I still love to tumble. Um, I love to go to a gymnastics gym and just, uh, just the floor. I never did like beam ball, um, bars, anything like that. But, um, so that kind of fell into cheerleading. And then I honestly was just looking, so swimming in um, high school was a fall sport cheerleading. I cheered basketball. So I was winter and I was just looking for something to do in the spring. And, um, I went out for track and the track coach was like, wow, you have really big shoulders. Like you should try pole vaulting. Um, and so solely just because I had swimmer shoulders and I, um, you know, I could do pull-ups and things like that, which a lot of high school girls can't necessarily do that. So, mm. um, kind of fell into pole vaulting as well, which is cool. Yeah. How, how did you get the fear out of like being up in the air on just like leaning, leaning on a pole? Um, honestly, I was that kid that was always doing stupid things growing up. Um, my mom would tell you I was probably upside down or climbing something more often than I wasn't. So, um, I really, I mean, I really probably wasn't ever fearful of it. It was more like, it just took a while to get the technique down. And then once you got that down, it was much, much easier. Um, but I don't think I was ever super fearful of it. Um, I think I honestly would love to go try it now. Um, just cause I'm so much stronger mm. that I think it'd be cool to see like what I could do. So yeah, that'd be, that'd be really cool to see that. So maybe you can go to the Olympics for the pole vault. Oh gosh, no, I'm not that good. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know if I have the dedication to be that, like, uh, to pick up a whole new sport right now. I'm too old for that. Well, you're not old. I'm 42. I know, so I'm not old, but <laughs> yeah, I'm 42. Like I, I pick up new sports here and there. So yeah, yeah, it's all in good fun. But I'm, and then after high school, you were, uh, and you became a collegiate swimmer too. So where did you, where did you go to school? I went to St. Louis University, um, and I swam there for four years. Honestly, like I wasn't a hundred percent sure I wanted to swim going into college. Um, I knew it was like, it was like an option. Right. But like, mm-hmm. I was going to all these big schools and, um, you know, doing like recruiting trips and it was one of those things where it's like, you're gonna, you won't be as like on the travel team for maybe your, you won't be on the travel team your freshman year. If you get fast enough, maybe will your sophomore year, you know, junior year, we'll let you travel with us even whatever. And I was like, I mean, swimming is like the least, the like you don't ride the bench and swimming, you know what I mean? So, um, to me, I was kind of like, I don't know, like, it doesn't seem like the best fit for me. Um, I wasn't a hundred percent sure what I wanted to do, but I was thinking physical therapy and I just, 
kind of realized like, I'm not going to be an Olympic swimmer. Like I was, a, I was a great swimmer, but I was never going to be an Olympic swimmer. So, mm-hmm. um, SLU worked out really well. They had a freshman injury physical therapy program. So I did three years of undergrad and then three years of grad school. I just went straight through and, um, was able to swim like all four years, uh, for my collegiate eligibility there. And it was just like, a, I mean, it worked out extremely well from that standpoint. Um, and I, you know, I was kind of a big fish in a small pond, um, but it was cool too. So yeah. What were the distances that you liked doing? Um, I was a 200 swimmer. So if you like compare that in running, uh, it's kind of like the 800. Okay. Okay. So, Mid distance. Um, I was definitely not a 50 sprinter. I'm definitely not a hundred meter sprinter either in, uh, in track, but, um, I could do the hundred hundreds and, um, uh, swimming, but that's more like a 400. It's kind of a little bit longer distance. Um, but 200 was my sweet spot. Okay. So do you, I've talked to a bunch of CrossFit athletes and they, I've had some of them say that like swimming, um, kind of helped help them get into CrossFit and become a better CrossFit athlete. Do you think that like, you know, swimming transitions over pretty well to CrossFit? Um, yeah, I do. I honestly think it's one of, I mean, I gymnastics, I think is the best sport to transition over, but like swimming, I was able, I did my intro class to CrossFit and they had, um, sorry, there's a tail. My cat is up. No, you're good. You're good. Don't worry about it. (laughs) Um, so I did my intro class to CrossFit and they had 10 pull-ups at the end of it. And I like could do, I mean, I couldn't do 10 and broken, but I could do 10 pull-ups. And I remember them being like, you know, they're like, before they're like, Oh, you can scale, you can do ring rows. You can do this. And I was like, no, I can do pull-ups. And they're like, really, can you actually do them? And I did them. And they were like, Oh, um, they're like, that's not normal. You know, uh, most girls can't do 10 pull-ups. And I was like, Oh, like, I just didn't know any different. It was one of those things where I was like, I've just always been able to do pull-ups. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was like a huge thing, just having that lat strength and, you know, ability to do that. But then on top of that, just knowing how to breathe, you know, when you're swimming, you're constantly breathing against, um, a lot of external forces, um, in the water and you don't necessarily recognize that until like, you know, I am doing a long workout and like, I understand how to like settle myself down and bring, you know, kind of get my breathing under control. Cause I always did it in swimming. You're always technically holding your breath in swimming or, you know, exhaling or whatever. So, um, I think that was a huge, uh, just an easy transition for those kind of things. Okay. And when did, do you start CrossFit in college or was it after? So I finished uh, swimming in like the, the end of February. Oh, sorry, end of February, my fourth year, um, and I started running right away. And I was like, "This is extremely boring." Um, <laughs> and I'm so competitive. I was constantly trying to run faster. So I'd be like, "Oh, um, I, you know, I'm gonna try to run seven, ten miles." And I'm like, I'm "Dying. This is awful." And I didn't. I had no idea how to actually train any sort of way besides swim. Mm-hmm. Um, but then someone, uh, knew I loved weight room at, at CrossFit. And so they were like, why don't you try or weight room and swimming? So like, why don't you try CrossFit? And it just like, was a perfect fit. So I started in May of my, technically my senior year of um, college. And then I did it through grad school. So, okay. Were they pretty impressed for like the first week, like onboarding on ramp? Yeah. 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 And like, so we had done, I, I had learned how to snatch and learn how to like clean and jerk in college. Um, and granted, I never, I think the heaviest snatch I ever did was like 85 pounds. Um, so it wasn't like, I mean, that's still, you know, good weight, but it wasn't anything like crazy, but mm-hmm. I knew how to do it. And so that was huge. Just having like, I didn't have to learn all the basics. Yeah. When did you realize you were like getting really good at CrossFit? 
Um, so my, so I started in 2013. In 2014, um, the regionals, I, our gym had a, we were trying to make a team and um, regionals that year, you had to be able to do handstand walking and you had to be able to do ring muscle ups. Um, and there was like cut, I mean, it wasn't cuts, but you would get like time capped in a workout if you couldn't do those things. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I made the regionals team. I wasn't, I wasn't as strong as the other girls there, but I could do those two things. And, you know, there was only three girls that could do those and I was one of them. So, um, I realized I was like good at that point. I was good at the gymnastics part of it. Um, uh, but I realized I needed to be a lot stronger. Um, and so after that, it was kind of when I started to like focus on it. Um, and then 2016 is when I made regionals individually the first time. And I mean, I was, I was obviously trying to make regionals, but it was kind of like, I got top 20 from North central made it. I was 22nd. So, you know, a couple of girls went team and I got in there and I was in the first heat, um, the first day. And, um, like I did, that was the year they did, um, regionals Nate. So it was like strict muscle ups strict handstand pushups and kettlebell snatches. Yep. I remember that one. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And so I like somehow got fourth on that workout at regional. <laughs> and so like, I went home that night and I was like, Oh, like, cause you know, I was like, I'm just going to have fun and it's just going to be a great time and whatever. And, um, I got fourth in that. That was the second workout. And I was like, Oh, like I'm, I want, I actually wanted like really compete at this. You know, that's when I was like, I can hang with these big girls. Um, Granted, that was the only workout. I mean, I did, I think I ended up like 20th that year. So I still did really well um, for, you know, being a rookie and really having no kind of idea what I was getting myself into. But mm-hmm. um, that was when I was like, I'm good enough to be here. Like, let's go. Yeah. So when you were at your first regionals, were you like looking left and right and you're like, oh my gosh, I got this person, you know, <laughs> and this person I, over here? No, I honestly, so since I did so well in that workout, um, and that was the year Brooke Wells was not good at strict muscle-ups. And so the second day I was literally, I was in the third heat. There was four heats. I was in the third heat. Um, Brooke Wells was on my right and Julie Fouché was on my left. <laughs> and I think it was one of those things. Like, I was like, this is so cool. You know, like I, I was, like I said, I really didn't have any expectations going that weekend. So the fact that I was there was awesome. Yeah. So when, when did, when did you start, like, when did you realize, like, I need to start doing like getting a coach and like, when did, when did comp train come about? Um, that was after 2016. So I was kind of just like, I was kind of following like comp train a little bit before regionals, but then I just kind of started like, you know, Oh, that workout looks fun. I'm going to do that one too. And Oh, I really like that. Um, and then I just was like, okay, like if I actually want to do this, like I need to sit down and follow a program. I can't just be like randomly cherry picking workouts. I like, oh, I really like to do handstand pushups. I'm going to do three workouts a week with handstand pushups, you know? Yep. Um, so that was kind of what I was like, I've got to focus. Okay. Okay. So um, what, like, what has like Ben Bergeron like helped you throughout your training? Like what, what has he done to make you become a better athlete? Um, I think from him, his standpoint, it was probably more like the mentality aspect and like kind of realizing, you know, like what can I control? What can't I control? You know, what, um, what is my ability? Not what is everyone else's ability and like learning myself more than anything. And that really, you know, I was obviously physically very fit, but like mentally kind of needed to become a little bit tougher and a little bit smarter. Um, and, you know, that's, uh, that's one of those things, you know, so I didn't really, I didn't actually work with Ben Bergeron 
really at all. Um, when I, in 2019, um, like 2018, 2019, so I got seventh in regionals in 2018. And I was like, then I was like, I really like want to make the games. And I wanted to make the games that year too, obviously. Um, so then I started talking, like kind of like messaging them on the, like, um, I, what sugar wad, whatever app it's yep. on and, you know, talking, like asking like substitutions or like, Hey, how should I do this or whatever? And then, um, I was talking with like Carrie, um, Polly a lot. And so he was kind of like my coach. Um, but once I, uh, competed at water clues and stuff, then he was the one I was like, actually really like talking to. And he was kind of helping me like, um, you know, it's hard cause I work full time. And that was yeah. kind of one of those things. Like you give me all this programming and I can't, I can't do it all. And I actually learned that in 2017. So after 2016, I was like, I'm going to do all comp chain, everything every day. Um, and what I don't get in, I'm going to squeeze it on the weekends and, you know, all of this stuff. And I really was just overtrained because I was working 40 plus hours a week. And, um, actually at 2017 regionals, I broke my first rib, um, which is kind of like a freak thing. Like it usually happens in like car accidents with like a seatbelt. Yeah. Um, or the other two things are gymnastics or weightlifters where, um, that it might happen. So, um, you know, that was one of those things like I learned in 2017, I was like, I, gotta scale back like I can't I can't keep you know doing this much and so that was kind of um in 2019 like Harry was like okay this stuff is really important that you should get in like this is what you need if you have time do this and then skip this you know so mm -hmm. um is learning for myself that uh quality over quantity you know mm -hmm. now what's your tip since you do have a 40-hour job so what's your typical like like, how do you manage, like, how many, how many hours do you work, like, every day, work out every day? Like, what's, what's the schedule look like for you? Um, so I'm kind of a pretty similar schedule for the past probably, like, four or five years. Um, so I work early, it's Monday, Wednesday, Friday, so I work, like, six to two to three, mm -hmm. and then Tuesday, Thursday, I work 12 to seven. So um, Mondays and Wednesdays, I go to the gym after work. Uh, Tuesdays, I go before work, and then um, Thursdays is usually, like, depending on the time of the year, like right now I'm running, um, before I was doing like a C2 bike, you know, thing, just depending the weather outside, something, you know, aerobic and yep. then Fridays and Saturdays are my bigger training days. Okay. Um, but honestly, like Monday and Wednesday, I spend an hour and a half to two hours in the gym. Um, Tuesday morning is like an hour and a half. Um, and like I said, then Friday and Saturday are longer, longer days. Um, you know, we kind of actually switched it up these past two years because I was going team and we did, I kind of took Monday off and then, or did like skill stuff maybe on Monday yep. um, and then worked out on Sunday uh, with the team. So okay. it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday to try to get actual, because all of us that I train, that I compete with um, are full-time employees too. So, you know, that's kind of how you have to do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, when you were, uh, when you actually broke your uh collar but was it your collarbone or broke it's a rib, rib. rib yeah. yeah so um when you broke a rib in 2017 did you feel like like all that work that you've built up from like training and getting ready for the games and stuff was kind of like almost a waste because you broke your collar but broke your rib um not really i think going into like after that i was just like thankful i could still move um mm -hmm. Cause I don't know, like if anyone's ever broken a rib before, it's extremely painful to cough, to sneeze. Um, I couldn't even like lay straight back. Cause like, just like my muscles pulling out and I was so guarded. Um, and so after the first couple of weeks and, I, and you know, me being a physical therapist, I'm like, Oh, like it was kind of a weird pain. You know, I was like, 
it's probably just my shoulder. I did something, you know, I was having like some people at work kind of look at me um, and, you know, they're like, I don't really know. And so finally I went and saw a doctor um, and I got an x-ray and they were like, I mean, it was like, it was not a good <laughs> break. It was bad. And they're like, yeah, this is why you've been in pain. And I was like, okay. I was like, so what can I do? You know? And he's like, basically for the first, like, or then, cause I was like probably three weeks. I finally went and saw him. He's like, basically for the next three weeks, um, don't elevate your heart rate over like 110, you know? So I'd sit on the assault bike and just pedal, or I do some air squats or some lunges, or I couldn't do anything with my arms. Um, you know, then I went back and saw him and he's like, okay, you can, you know, increase your heart rate a little bit, but like, I still only want you doing, you know, um, stuff that doesn't bother you at all. So, you know, it just kind of, it kind of changed my mindset a little bit. And honestly, I think as a professional, um, it really, I, I have had like, I mean, I have, you know, shoulder issues and whatnot growing up, um, and in college swimming, but it was always stuff I could work through. Um, yeah. and it might've been in pain, but I could do it. But this was like the first time where like, I couldn't do it. Cause it just hurt. And you know, the doctor's like, your rib's not going to heal if you keep pulling on things. I was like, okay, that makes sense. Um, so honestly, as a professional, it was really good because I actually, I got put in my patient's shoes a little bit and actually really learned from it. Um, and so, you know, everything happens for a reason. And I think that year I just kind of realized like, this is where I was supposed to be. I was supposed to learn how to be a better, better physical therapist. And, um, then, you know, from there, like I just was every time I could add something back in and it didn't hurt, I was just excited, you know? So, yeah. So I I've never broken a rib, but I've had the weirdest injury ever. So yeah. I was playing lacrosse and I got hit in the chest. And so the cartilage that's connected to my sternum to the ribs oh, yeah. popped off, like yes. pop popped out. And so there's like a little bruise, like right there. And like all, all the, um, you know, sports trainers at my college were like, showing everybody like all like the interns and stuff like that you're like you see this like yeah this, this will never happen like you'll never see this in your career yeah. so no, that, i've never seen i mean i've known people that have done that but i've never seen it so mm -hmm. that's crazy yeah and it, it hurts so bad know. you probably can't elevate your heart rates anytime you like expand your chest it hurts so yeah and like like I had like roommates who were pretty funny too. And so like, I like laughing, I literally had to run out of the room. I'm like, get, I can't, I can't, you, I can't laugh. Like you, yeah. you can't do that to me. So, <laughs> but, uh, so in, uh, in 2019, you actually qualified as an individual through Wadapalooza. So, yeah. um, what was the, what was the feeling that you actually like broke through and actually made it to the games? So the like I didn't actually, so that was the year that they did the open still. In the, so there was like all the sanctionals. They did the open in March, still February and March. And so Waterpalooza was in January and I didn't actually get my official invite until June. Um, but I kind of knew after the open that I would like, you know, the whole, I actually, that year I kind of just resigned to like, I work full time. I can maybe do two sanctionals. Like I'm, I know I'm not going to qualify through the open I'm not strong enough like that one lift always like knocks me down every yep. year and it's fine like that's just what it is I'm gonna score you know I'm gonna eat a bunch of points on the lift um so I knew I wouldn't qualify out of the open so it was just one of those things um as like the open kept going like morning chocolate had just started like you know writing then and they like posted an article or like if the open it was after the first week it's like if the open stays as where it is like Taylor Stride would qualify from Wadapalooza and I would get ninth and I was like wait what <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, uh, at that point I was like, oh, so then, you know, week five, I'm like watching the leaderboard like crazy. Um, and it didn't actually happen there. It happens 
they needed Tasia Persevis uh, needed to go team, which we knew she was. Um, I actually messaged her. That was like the first time I reached out. She was like, um, I just like want to know, like, are you for sure going team? Because I need this person, you know. Uh, and so it was kind of anticlimactic. <laughs> um, it was one of those things where like I I knew in May that I was most likely I you know I knew in May I had the invite. I emailed across. I was like, I work full time. I gotta ask for the time off. Like, can you we make this official? And they're like, we're not making it official until all this semifinal or sanctionals are done. And so I was like, okay. But they're like, but basically you have the invite. I was like, okay, great. So <laughs> it was kind of like I said, kind of anticlimactic. But honestly, like. Um, I wasn't expecting to make the games because I just, I didn't, I was like, I can't win a semi or sanctional and I'm not going to get out of the open, but we didn't realize like how much the leaderboard could shift, you know? Yeah. And that, that was a weird year about like, like, you know, like, I think, I think that was the year like Pat, Patrick Veller had like no idea, like how he qualified for the games. It was either the yeah. open or like a sanctional. And it like, it was like the whole thing was just like, Oh, you can get it here, or like it's—it was almost like a playoff series. Like you know, you ever seen like football? Like if this person, if this team loses, yeah, oh, wins, yeah. you know, they, or or makes a yeah. tie, they they make it in. You're like, what the hell is going on? Yeah, it was it was super confusing. Um, but you know, it was one of those things. Like I said, it was just like like oh, okay, great. Like now, you know, now what? <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I was kind of already training harder at that point because we like knew it was like a pretty strong possibility. So. Yeah. So, um, was it, when did you realize you wanted to switch from comp train to go to mayhem? So I, the reason I did that is, um, so in 2019 for the 2020 season, they put the open in the fall. Mm -hmm. And so I, um, at that point, uh, I was doing the, there's in the middle of the open, I think it was after like the second week and, um, Kristen Miller, who was on mayhem independence in 2019 or 2018, um in 2019 she like reached out to me on instagram and she, we were both from illinois so we'd done a couple like local competitions together and yep. i was like you know um and she was like hey we're looking for a, a second girl for independence would you like want to join the team and i was like oh i was like okay um and so we couldn't do anything she's like you know let's wait until after the open like let that all play out um and then you know come uh, come down to mayhem and see if you know we'd be a good fit and i was like all right great um and I got there and literally, cause at Royce uh, Dunn was on the team and then Chase Hill and Kristen and myself. And um, uh, Royce like sent us, like we had, we had been texting a little bit beforehand and he like sent a message. Like when I got down there, he's like, well, you know, sad, like I can't be there, but would you guys want to do the qualifiers for the um, uh, Australian CrossFit challenge? And we're like, I was like, I mean, are you guys want me on your team? They're like, yeah, sure. Like whatever. Like I had met them for like 30 seconds and they're like, yeah, yeah. sure. Let's do it. And I was like, okay, guess I'm doing it. So, I mean, that's why I switched, you know, it wasn't like I was upset with anything. Um, but I really, especially for a team, like I think mayhem is definitely the best programming. Obviously they know what they're doing. They've done it for years. Um, and they've been at the top of the sport for years. And so that's just kind of why we fell into that. Um, and that's, you know, it wasn't like a, I was upset with anything. It was just like, Hey, this I'm on mayhem independence. Like obviously I'm going to do mayhem programming. So, yeah. Yeah. So, um, supposedly you're supposed to call it the mayhem empire. <laughs> the mayhem empire. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so I I've actually had Royce done on the podcast and like, I I'm obviously like, he's a bigger individual. I'm a bigger individual. So I, I root for him. So, mm -hmm. um, what was it like training with Royce and like chase and like the rest of the team? Um, so the first weekend that, so Royce came, um over for Wadapalooza and so and he was here for like two weeks before that 
Um, and then we were like flying basically like almost right after to Australia. Um, and so I went down to Mayhem before, oh, I, I'd gone to Mayhem a couple of times with just chasing Kristen. And then, you know, I'm, and I honestly, like I did, I was not a team athlete at that point. I was still a very individual athlete. I didn't realize like the difference between the two sports. It really is like, a, there's a huge difference. And instead of like, you know, I need to pace this workout to myself. It's like, I need to like sprint this so they can get on and then I need to recover. And like, I need to do a big set of toe to bar, you know, so we have less transitions. And like, there's all these things that like, you just had never like thought about before. And so the first couple of times I trained with um, Kristen and Chase, I, they're like, okay, you got to change how you train. And I was like, okay. You know, so it was like a big, big transition and like realizing like, okay, I'm going to do, you know, 20 toe, it's like 40 toe to bar. I'm going to do 20 toe to bar. And then I'm going to rest longer than I would normally rest. And I'm going to do a second set of 20 toe bar because, you know, you would have with teammates, you can do that. Yeah. Um, and so when I finally got to cha- uh, train with Royce, I actually um, felt like a little bit more of a team athlete, but I mean, Royce is just larger than life. And so he's just that person that like infuses so much energy into everything that you do. Um, and we were using like the worm a little bit before, but we were just using like a random, you know, person. We like whoever at mayhem or, um, Chase brought one of his guy friends a couple of times and stuff. And when we got Royce on the worm in the front of the worm, it was like, wow, this worm is really easy, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was like basically like he was never the tired one on the worm. He was like, let's keep going. I'm like, you're, you know, so it was, it was a cool, it was one of those things. But, um, you know, he always uh, debriefs before the workout, during the workout, and after workout. He's always, you know, jibber jabbering and keeping things light. And, you know, is he's an awesome teammate. Yeah. So did, when you guys were working the worm, so like, um, would you have Royce do it going to the back or the, or like the middle or like just to kind of always in the front? Cause that's like the hardest, the, that's the hardest part of the worm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, so what, what was it? Tra- Cause, um, what was it, tra- what was it like training at mayhem with like all these, you see like all these like crazy athletes, see rich, you know, Tasia and all these other like superstars, like, were you like star struck at all? Like when you were there? Um, at first yes but like only for like five minutes because I literally walked in and like I was a part of the crew like they are probably the most welcoming people um and that's something that also like just makes you like love to be a part of the mayhem family because Mm -hmm. they there's not an outsider in the crew it doesn't matter your fitness level honestly um it truly doesn't matter it's so cool um to be in that environment and I think like the second time I was there, Rich was like, Hey, my back's really been bothering me. Can you work on it? You know, like, you know, it's just like a very, like, they don't care. They're down to earth. You know, they are these incredible athletes, but, um, they don't care. They just want, if you want to show up and work hard, they're happy to have you there. Yeah. And so you guys actually made it, um, made it to go to the games Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden like COVID hit too. So like, what were your, what were your feelings like going through and like, all right, I'll, we're going to the games, but now COVID hit. And so we're not going to go. So, you know, you kind of kept holding out hope that something was going to happen. <laughs> um, and then Mayhem tried to put on a competition too. That was just a team competition. Um, and so, you know, try to hold out hope. And then CrossFit games came out and said that the team, they were going to try to do an individual, but teams were out. So then Mayhem was like, we're going to do a team event. Um, but I think just logistically trying to, get everybody there that was supposed to be there was I mean was just impossible you know even from us from a standpoint of like there's no way Royce was going to make it over to the U.S. um from Australia they were so locked down and yeah 
you know, but you kind of, we, I probably held out hope until like the middle of June that something might happen. Yep. Um, and then after that though, like I had trained really hard that year and like, you know, changed kind of how I was training. And so then I was kind of like, okay, I can like chill for a little bit. Um, and honestly it ended up being, it was a huge bummer because, you know, you work so hard and I mean, we had an awesome opportunity to be, you know, one of the top teams at the games, which would have just been so cool. Um, but you know, it wasn't there, but it was, it was a good summer. Like I still had a great summer. I got a, um, my family has a lake house in the middle of nowhere and, you know, spent a lot of time out there and things that honestly, from like 2018, 2019, even last year, I didn't get to do. So I'm, you know, again, everything happens for a reason, Yep. Yep. you know, it hurts a little bit, but it was, you know, I can't complain. Yeah. So were you staying in Tennessee the whole time? No, I just would, um, I'd probably go like once a month or maybe once every three weeks and train. Um, I was still working full time. So, um, we would take off, I would work like four tens, uh, or close to that. And then, uh, my fiance and I, we'd leave Thursday night and we drive halfway a little bit more. Um, so it's about six hours, a little less than six hours. So we drive maybe like three and a half, four hours stay in a hotel and then we would get up and drive. And so we could train at the barn at like nine on Friday morning. So. Yeah, that's cool. So they didn't want to keep you on as like a full-time, like, you know, physical therapist at, for the mayhem empire. You know, it was one of those things where no, but um, <laughs> I mean, they never asked, but honestly, like it wasn't expected of me to be there. Obviously Royce is in Australia. So you can't like, our team was never going to be able to train all that much together. Um, it was just more like communicating outside of, you know, training and, you know, keeping each other accountable and giving each other ideas for workouts and things like that. So, yeah. So, um, a- after that, um, you actually came back to, you know, working, uh, being at a team for blue city CrossFit. So, cause mm-hmm. the affiliate cup. So how, like from all of the stuff you've learned from mayhem, like working on the team and stuff like that, um, how did you transition like all that information you learned to the new team that you have? I mean, it was kind of interesting because at Mayhem, I was like the follower, right? Like I was just trying to absorb everything and soak everything in. And um, when I, when we decided we were going to go team um, in 2021, it was one of those things where like my fiance was like, you are the leader now. Like you have to instill all of this knowledge that you have in your brain. And really like, if you want this team to be successful, like that's what you have to do. So my role completely changed from that standpoint. Um, and it was just like, you know, little things or tips I learned on the worm, or again, just changing how you train and realizing, you know, it's just different and it just is, it's going to feel different and, um, understanding that. And, you know, like I said, I, I had to become the leader to help that. And it was, you know, it was cool. It was fun. Um, but I definitely had to step outside of my shell. Like I'm probably a little more like reserved from that standpoint, but like I had to be the loud one, you know? Mm-hmm. And more people like during the team, but like you became more of the loud one. They were like, Whoa, like where, where is this coming from? <laughs> No, I don't think so. I mean, I would say like, you know, the people I'm close to, I'm, you know, loud enough, but, um, honestly, like we really, honestly, the past years that I've done team, I've been so blessed with the people that, and a part of us, our community at our gym, like we're just a bunch of hardworking people that just want to get better and really like whatever information, like I have to share, they're willing to take whatever they have to share. I'm willing to take and you know, it's just one of those things where like, it's, it's easy, which not all team, I know that's not the normal all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've never had a bad experience from that. So. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Now, um, you guys did obviously didn't, didn't, uh, you know, qualify for this year's games. So, um, what, 
what were your feelings like when you guys didn't make it? Um, <laughs> it was hard. It's one yeah. of those things where you put so much time and effort into it. And we had such a dream season last year, um, qualifying at West coast and, you know, going to the games and like, I mean, just truly being able to enjoy every second of it. Um, you know, that obviously you want to repeat it. Like, why wouldn't you want to repeat that? You know, but it was one of those things where, um, I knew on our fifth workout, we did not do well. And, you know, going into day, day three, we were sitting in seventh, but the spread between like third and seventh was like 30 points. So like, that's like totally doable. Yeah. Um, we got out there for the fifth workout and we just bombed. It was not good. And we were the last ones on the floor. I think we took 11th, um, but we were the last ones on the floor in the last heat. And um, I was standing out there and I realized like our games was, was done. And that was, that was probably the hardest moment um, of the weekend because, you know, it just, it sucked. Um, but, you know, it was kind of nice because at least it happened on the fifth workout. It didn't happen on the sixth workout. Like, I think that would have been worse mm -hmm. um, because at least the fifth or the sixth workout, we could go out there and like, just enjoy it. You know, um, it's one of those things where like, I'm getting married this year. I'm not that I'm old, but I'm 31 and like, we'd like to have a family. So, you know, it's kind of one of those things where like, I'm not necessarily sure that I'm going to compete again next year. So I, um, got to walk out on the floor and like actually soak it all in, you know, I yeah. got to like look up at the stands and see everybody cheering and, um, you know, take like those last couple moments in, which like I said, it sucked, but how it happened if you're not going to qualify for the games, like I said, I'd rather it be the fifth workout where you, you know, going to the sixth workout and you can just be like, Hey, I'm here. We made it. We're still, I mean, it was a super competitive field. Um, you know, enjoy yeah. it. Yep. Now <clears throat> you've been to two CrossFit games. So which one has been more memorable for you? Um, I think they're more memorable. I think they're both the same in a way. Um, the 2019, I learned a lot of lessons on the floor, um, which sucks because <laughs> I didn't do well and yeah. I didn't, I, you know, the hardest thing of 2019 for me was I was in the best shape of my life and I didn't get to show it off. Like I made more mental errors than I did physical. I mean, there were physical errors too, but it was mentally is why I made them, you know? Um, and so that was the hard part. I only got to do the first day. I did the first two workouts and then I got cut. Um, and like that sucked, you know? Yeah. Um, but it was, it was honestly, it's what I needed to become a better athlete. And it's one of those things too, where it's like, I learned so much from it. Um, I got to see that was the first, you know, I mean, I had a huge team up in Madison to cheer me on. Um, you know, everyone got to be there for me and it was really cool to like, see that experience and like be in that environment. And yep. you know, we had probably like 20 plus people, it was more, it was probably almost 30 people up there to see me, you know, like, how cool is that? Um, but last year was last year. First off was super cool. Cause I actually got my moment to qualify for the games. Um, you know, in 19, I didn't really, it was anticlimactic 20, we got shut out of the games. And then, you know, last year I got that moment and like being on the floor, um, it was really cool. We got to do the first three days we got cut, um, for the last day, but you know, that was, I mean, just being on the floor with three people that you worked, I mean, so much, so much time and effort and sweat and tears and everything went into that. Um, and it's just, I mean, it's totally different experience and we had a great experience. Um, but probably just as memorable, you know, just from a standpoint of everything that goes into it and each, each 
I think each game's experience is always unique. Um, and all, there's always, you know, a gajillion positives you can learn from it. So, yeah. So how much, like I, I've, I've talked to some people, so they got like so much like noble gear that they barely couldn't even like bring their stuff like back home. So like, was that your, you guys issue too? Yeah. So actually uh, my fiance qualified last year in the master's division. Okay. And then um, it was, so it was myself and the other teammate Mara um, on my team and then him. And so we went up there in the same car and we're like, okay, we like can only take so much stuff. Cause we knew we were getting more stuff mm -hmm. um, coming back. We had to stuff um, Teddy, our videographer that does every, uh, does a podcast with us and stuff. We stuffed his car full of our stuff and then had my car stuffed full of crap. Like it was <laughs> insane. We walked out of there. We had two duffel bags. You had a backpack. I mean, there's so much stuff. And it was like, it was Christmas in July. July. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I can imagine like, I, I, I'd be so geeking out. I'm like, oh my God, oh, I, got, yeah. I got this. I got a jacket. I got like shoes. I get all well, this on stuff. On top of that, you get all the, all the sponsors give you all their stuff too. Yeah. And um, so who are you, who, who sponsors you? right now nobody nobody okay so wow during the games like who did sponsor you oh uh, we didn't have we didn't have any sponsors i'm just saying like all the sponsors that oh came. gotcha gotcha okay yeah. okay all right yeah. gotcha so, like um like you get you know cbd you get uh quail rings you get junk headbands you get whatever you know whatever you get a ton of stuff on top of that you get grips you get a belt you get goes on and on <laughs> yeah yeah i know i hear you um so um, we're getting close to the end. So I've kind of noticed that you guys have like a little track, like you go to the games one year, you miss and then go to the games again, and then you miss. And then, so I know you say you're like getting older in age. So do you think you can might, might be taking another run at it next year? I know you're talking about getting married and having a, a family. Like what would, you know, make you kind of like say like, okay, let me give it another shot. Um, I don't know. It's, a, I mean, this is kind of what I like said. like, so we'll see, you know, get married and just like, let what happens happens. If I'm not pregnant next year, I'll probably make a run at it. like, you know, run at it. Um, but if I am like, I mean, we still have extremely fit people at our gym. Like I would love to coach them. So, okay. Yeah. That, you know? hey, hey, whatever, whatever works. Yeah. That's <laughs> awesome. Way, you know, and that's, I'm, I'm really happy that I got the experience I had last year because I'm okay leaving that being my last experience on the games floor or potentially, I have no idea. It could happen mm -hmm. again. You know, yeah. I could pregnant have a kid and put a, a team together again too. I don't know, but I'm okay with that being my last experience if that is. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, yeah, I don't know. We're just, I'm just letting what happens happens and just kind of going with the flow and, um, you know, come like, you know, January of I'm not pregnant, like let's make a run at it. Yeah. So um, I know we, I know you, we, we, before the recording, we talked about the wedding. So mm -hmm. you were having like a smaller group. So like, where, where's your wedding going to be at? Like, uh, I'm not saying the location, but is it going to be like a barn or church or anything like that? No. So we're actually, we're, I'm, we're from St. Louis. Uh, we live in St. Louis, I guess I should say. I'm not from St. Louis, um, but we're getting married in California. So we're doing a destination wedding. Um, it's at an area called Temecula, which is okay. a little wine region. Um, and we're, yeah, we're just doing like, well, I thought it'd be about 50. I think it'll be close to 60 or 70 people. Um, everyone that we've invited has basically been like, yeah, we'd love to come. Um, I think a lot of people are going to use it as vacation, you know, like mm -hmm. not before and or stay later or whatever. So um, we're going to have a full crew. And it's one of those things where um, there's a lot more that goes into planning than I realized. And there's a lot of people you have to appease and 
um, a lot of varying opinions. And so, and one of the biggest issues I'm actually having is getting people to respond to emails. So, yep. you know, it is um, what it is. Um, uh, so we, <laughs> yeah, so we actually had a horror story at our wedding. So, oh, no. um, so the DJ was my fellow coworker at the hospital up in Boston. <laughs> so we, we got married on the lake that we lived in in New Hampshire and like, literally you could see from the venue, our house from where yeah. the lake was. And so they like, we took Friday, it was on a Friday and he's like, I will be there three hours early just to make sure everything's okay. You know, the setup's yeah. all right and all that stuff. Well, there was a huge traffic accident on the highway just to getting up to New Hampshire. So he was late to the whole ceremony. So we had to get the DJ from the next ceremony over because they split the two hall. They split the hall in two for like oh one God. wedding. Yeah. So we got we got the DJ to to literally go like, you know, you know, do the do the whole ceremony and stuff like that. Like my her yeah. brother in law almost had to buy an iPad just to kind of play oh, the music yeah. and all this stuff. Yeah. And then um they finally showed up they made it to the venue and his associate was like like he said my last name wrong oh no yeah so he said like he was introducing my parents and he says yeah. like and, and my name's lennon and so and he's like oh we want to welcome you know tom and mary lennon and oh, so and so the my father-in-law turns around and he's like are you effing serious and then he's uh, like just one thing after another yeah and then all of a sudden my like my niece went missing for some reason like oh, come no. to like like and she was like i think it was like seven at the time or like younger than that and so we're like literally running around the whole venue to try to find her and come to find out she had to go to the bathroom and just like went to the bathroom and didn't tell anybody oh my gosh so yeah i mean that was the only that was the only bad thing that happened so good cross. yeah yeah hopefully you have a little good good dj yeah hopefully yeah <laughs> so and that's, um, i mean that's part of it too we're literally like not meeting anyone i'm just like sure book it it's fine yeah be <laughs> careful with that be careful with that i know i mean you know it's nice now because you've got like all these sites that, you know reviews and stuff and honestly um my uh venue has got a lot of like recommended people and you know you're hoping for the best so okay all right that's that's good so uh we're getting close to the end so i have a couple like rapid fire questions for you so all right um, I don't, I really don't call there. I call them rapid fire, but they take longer than, you know, a couple minutes, <laughs> okay. but anyway, um, so, um, what do you have, do you have any goals for like the rest of the year other than getting married for like, you know, personal or fitness wise? Um, I, well, this is kind of random, but I want to get my, um, CSCS, uh, because in the state of Missouri, which is certified strength and conditioning specialist, um, the state of Missouri, we don't yet have direct access for physical therapy. So, I can technically not do like personal training um, under my uh, license, so or my practice act. So that's something that I want to do just to be able to. I'm not L1 certified in CrossFit or anything like that, but just be able to like have a little more freedom outside of working in the clinic. Mm -hmm. so. so, like, why wouldn't you want to get your L1? Um, I don't know. I haven't really thought about that. I actually do want to get my L1. That's not uh, one of those things. I just think it's. Uh, I think easier with the profession of physical therapy with the CSCS, you know what I mean? It's one of those yeah. where um, trying to kind of make sure I fall into that like practice act and everything. Yeah. And also I've, I've come to realize that like a lot of companies don't really like the L1, like have, having an L1 certification where they do like, you know, personal training or anything like that. I mean, the stupid thing is, is like my like doctor of physical therapy means way more than a CSCS, but it, you know, one of those things you have to have a stupid thing on paper. So, yep. Yep. You know, it, it completely makes sense. No, not really. So, yeah. 
Exactly. <laughs> um, so what is your favorite book you like to read or give out to a gift to people? Ooh, that's a hard one. Um, the CSCS manual? No, definitely not. <laughs> uh, honestly, probably my favorite books are Harry Potter. Okay. Okay. Um, I don't necessarily, I guess I don't really ever, I've never given out a book to anyone recently, so I can't really think of that, but I love Harry Potter. And I like growing up, I was kind of like the exact age. I think like the first book came out when I was like, you know, eight or nine. Um, and my mom read that to me. And then, you know, as we would like get older, like we read all the books and my brother and I would fight over who got to read the book first, you know, and don't tell me anything. Um, but as like Harry Potter got older, like it was the exact same like ages that I was like aging. So it was kind of like perfect. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was a lot older when that came out. I think it was, <laughs> I, I think it was like, I was in my twenties when that came out. So yeah. yeah, I like brought it up to some, one of my kiddos at the clinic the other day and they're like, Oh, I've never even read Harry Potter. I was like, how have you read Harry Potter? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, it's totally a generational thing, you know? Yeah. I always date myself with like eighties movies. I'll do like a one-liner from like coming to America and like everyone, like I work with her like, what, what is that from? And I was like, Oh my gosh, how do you not know that? And so I'm like, wait a second, I'm 40. So that's, yeah, they, that's why. And they're like in their twenties. Yeah. So, um, all right, next question. So what is in your gym bag? Oh gosh. Uh, everything, <laughs> <laughs> lots of smelly things. Um, uh, my lifters, my weight lifting belt, my, uh, regular shoes, grips. I guess that's really it. I have a knee sleeve for rope climbs. I don't wear knee sleeves normally though. Um, you know, Do you have like anything like weird or random that's in there? I always have an extra pair of contacts always. Okay. I'm like terrified at like a competition that I'm going to lose a contact and I am not going to be able to compete. I'm blind without them. So, okay. <laughs> really blind, you, you you know. Yeah. You didn't want to wear glasses while you're like lifting and stuff like that or like running around. No. <laughs> All right. Um, so this one, we're going to go a little deep. So um this is your last like pretend this is your last day on earth you're lying in bed and having like all your friends and family around you how do you want people to know you as um i just want them to know me as a hard worker that genuinely loves what she does and those people around her okay all right awesome awesome so uh where can people reach out to you if they have any questions with like pt you know crossfit or like working as a team or like pretty much anything uh, honestly, probably Instagram's the easiest. That's what I'm on the most. I don't have really any other social media, so that's probably the easiest. I mean, I, through my work is probably going to be way harder to actually get a hold directly to me than, um, cause I work for a big corporation. So probably my Instagram's the easiest place there. Okay. And are you looking to grow your YouTube channel? Oh, <laughs> I mean, I guess so, but we have not done anything with that recently. So yeah. It's yeah. one of those things where um, we actually did pretty good with it last year. And then it just, this has been a busy year engaged, yeah. you know, trying to qualify for the games, trying to plan a wedding. Um, I've been super busy at work, which is, you know, good and bad. So mm -hmm. busy. Yeah. I, I love the intro when you were saying like, yeah, like all these other CrossFit athletes are doing a YouTube channel. So I might as well do one too. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, well, I just wanted to thank you. Um, for coming on my show and you know talking about your story and like you know about you being being the crossfit games and you know talking about the wedding and all that stuff and so you know thank, thank you for your time for doing it yeah i appreciate it it was fun yeah all right thank you no problem